This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Ken Gibbs at TGIF underscore Kenton on Twitter or X. And Candace Cooper, who uh, I've probably canceled on more than she deserves to be canceled on. More than once is uh, too many times at Candace D. Cooper. You guys talk to each other all the time. I was about to say, you can't be canceling my co-host now. (laughs) Don't make me jump across the table now, brother. You guys are the Locked On ACC podcast. So I'm glad we got uh, both of you uh, at the same time. Candace, uh, I'm going to tell you... Uh, what happened about was it five six weeks ago uh, on, on a Friday? Kenton came on and told us how Florida State was going to blow out Duke. He created this he created this scenario clearly out of a fantasy world where Duke Duke was going to drive down the field to score a touchdown late in the game to lose by thirty. Something, oh, wow. something like that. Mm-hmm. Fourth quarter, Kenton. Mm-hmm. Duke had the ball at the three-yard line, fourth and goal from the three. Mm-hmm. Riley Leonard sadly went to the bench yeah. uh, with an injury. Henry Bielen, the fourth, could not get it in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Duke had the lead, was looking to pad the lead, and yes, from that point on, it was all Florida State. But Florida State was losing that game until that point. So, Just saying. So here's the thing about that. Just saying. If ifs and buts were berries and nuts, squirrels would never starve. But we live in the real world, brother. Right. And in the real world, Florida State won this game by how many points now? Oh, it's like 17, right? 18. 18 points. Nearly three touchdowns. So, right. So it may not have been them winning right. by 30, but I think 18 points is uh, oh, it's, that's, no, that's no, good no, enough to cover. It, totally. And that's what, that's what happened when Notre Dame's next quarterback has to leave the field. Frankly, he shouldn't have played. Well. He should right. He should not have played. Uh, but you were nervous. Just didn't just just admit you were a little nervous. Oh, like, absolutely. wait a second, if Duke takes us in, we're down ten. How are we gonna do this? I had faith in Jared Verse. <laughs> I had faith in Jordan Travis. I had faith in Braden Fisk. I had faith in that Florida State team to do what needed to be done. Candace, take me inside the uh take me inside the group chat. You know, I it's really funny that our group chat only consists of like, what is someone doing or what it happened or dang, it sucks that Riley got hurt. You know, it really just we right. kind of have like very dry reactions. But I didn't know that he had blown so much smoke at oh. him. I would have probably checked him about it. It was hysterical. I thought I thought about that as I'm as I'm watching the game and I'm going. Uh, and I think I was actually at a hockey game when this game was going on. This was in a run of Duke primetime games, which has never happened before. Right, like right, this, absolutely. like four weeks in a row. Like, why are the Blue Devils on in prime time again? Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was that was a shockingly competitive game. Uh, and Leonard was hobbled. We could tell right away Leonard yeah, couldn't play. Absolutely. How was that game even that close with Leonard? having no ability to do what he does best. Let's not talk about Duke football, other than we're going to talk about Manny Diaz Let's talk about in it. a minute. But first, I'm going to start with Candace here, because uh, I know where uh, I know where Kenton's going. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how uh, 10 being really bad and uh, 1 being not so much, how badly did Florida State get screwed by the committee? Uh, I would say 8. An 8 in terms of... How is that not a 10? Thinking about just who we are, I don't even know if it's Florida State or it's ACC at this point, because I just think that by proxy, Florida State is just the one that got the blunt of it. But 
as a conference, I think 10, because it just makes us look ridiculous. But I am also just really upset at Jim Phillips. I'm not over it. I'm still not over it. Okay, um, Kenton, you were talking about that, too. Before I get it, we get into the, the like, the, the nuts and bolts of their decision. Yeah. Uh, you're also upset with Jim Phillips. Why? Absolutely. He's not doing enough as a commissioner. And I know that everybody wants to laugh and point at Florida State right now and say, ha-ha, you guys got out. People who don't like Florida State, whatever the case may be, the same thing can make you laugh and make you cry now. The reality is it could be any one of you because Jim Phillips is not beating the table for anybody. Right. You got Sankey on college game day doing Sesame Street bits. You got whoever is in the Big Ten is always finding a way to work an angle, to get themselves on TV, to tell everybody how the Big Ten is that deal. Yeah. Where is Phillips beating on the table in that same regard. And by all means, I don't want this to be me castigating him as a human being because everybody I've talked to about him as a person, he's a wonderful man. I love Jim. But <laughs> I as, do. I, I, I love to quote Marvel movies, so I'm going to do one right here. All right. As T'Chaka told T'Challa, you're a great man, but that makes it hard to be a great king. He has to be that guy that's willing to cut some throats, be that guy that's willing yeah. to pound the table, be that guy that's willing to take a shot at another conference to say, oh, the SEC is so good? Well, why do they have a losing record against us this year? Oh, the Big Ten is so good? Why are they not part of the one of the only two conferences with a winning out-of-conference record against the rest of the Power Five? you got to be willing to right. do that if you want to be push your narratives and your agendas in the same way that the Big Ten and the SEC do. Uh, Candace, what, what, kind of, uh, what kind of blame do you put on ESPN in this? Oh, so much blame because I think – I just I guess I don't understand how you don't build up the ACC network and make it, you know, competitive in that in, – in, comparison to the SEC in terms of your shows, your hosts, and all the things. And so if you're really going to pour into it, just speak on it. But maybe it's just that grand of rights where they feel like we've got you, so we don't have to pour into you. And it just feels very much like, I don't I'm trying to find the nice words, but they sort of own the ACC. They can do whatever they want, so they, right. they what are you going to do about it type it, of vibe. It is the That's difference between, frustrating. it's the difference between being uh, it's not really controlling, but you own the rights as opposed to being yeah. a partner. Yeah. And they are yeah. more right. of a partner with the Southeastern Conference. Uh, I am not I am not a conspiracy theorist, uh, <laughs> but because uh, because I'm not I don't believe there is a conspiracy. I don't believe there was a red phone in Bristol that, you know, whoever picked it up. And there was Boo Corrigan at the other end. Uh, probably Ted, the phone turned upside down. Uh, but uh, I don't believe that there was that kind of, kind of communication. Uh, but I do believe. <laughs> Wait, was that... <laughs> so was that Boo picking up the phone? Was that that? I think that was Boo Corrigan picking up the phone. And that that's just br- brilliant comedy right there. If my idea picked up that phone, <laughs> we got to talk, brother. We got to talk because they got you out here looking crazy right. as the chair of that committee. And so, you need to say something, too. But well, Boo, he's in a tough position. Absolutely. Every committee chairman is in a difficult position because there's nothing you can say. Yeah. And Boo, all Boo Corrigan's answers were kind of word salad and they mm-hmm. didn't mean anything uh, other than he could have just said, because that's the way we felt. And that would have exactly been sort of what he said without using all of the words he used. It's like, well, we felt. We just felt Alabama was better at this time, which is what he tried to say. You know, they came up with all these uh, all these reasons and schedule, and I'm like, nah, man. Every reason you're using is a reason to say Florida State was as good as the other team. Um, they disrespected the players, which is really a Absolutely. problem. I want to talk to you about that uh, in a second as well. But I believe that... ESPN is the biggest mouthpiece for college football 
Absolutely. Specifically. It's not just the SEC. And the narrative has been driven home for everybody. Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator? Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. That the SEC is the be-all of college mm-hmm. football and that somehow we can't have a college football playoff that does not involve the SEC. Somehow we can't. Now, we have never had one, and there was only one. Uh, remember the, the last time a an SEC team wasn't part of of even a BCS championship game mm-hmm. was 2004 when we had three unbeatens and Auburn from the SEC was the odd team out. Right. Oklahoma and Cadillac Williams and all them. Right. Them, and yeah. it was Oklahoma and Florida State. Was it Oklahoma, Florida State? Uh, no, no was, uh, Oklahoma and Southern Cal mm-hmm. played for the title. Southern Cal beat them by, beat the brakes off them. Right. Uh, and Auburn was left not playing for a national championship. Mm-hmm. And, that was the last time an SEC team did not play for a title. That was it. It's yeah. a long time ago yeah. that we've uh, that th- this has happened. Uh, so we're we're just conditioned, and ESPN is part of it. I, we didn't need a conspiracy. It's just sort of it's just part of the it's part of the recipe now. A long time ago, I had a firm hairline, and my uh, my belt <laughs> loops were much closer. That's a long time ago is a long time ago. The times, they are changing. The reality is you can say what you want to say about, oh, the SEC is this, the SEC is that. You go by the player rankings, you go by this and that. I want to know, how do we judge the conference? Because we judge by bowl records, and then the SEC fans and the SEC mouthpieces, the Paul Feinbaums of the right. world, they get on TV. Well, SEC just has too many players going pro. Right. You know, they don't care about the bowl game. And then you say, okay, well, let's judge you by your out-of-conference record during the regular season. Well, no, you didn't play our best. We played the Heisman winner. We beat him. Right. We made him look human. We, he scored less points against Florida State than he did against Alabama. So I, I very seriously have that question of – How do we judge who belongs and who doesn't when your out-of-conference schedule, for the most part, is the Island of Misfit Toys University Community College of Delta Valley State? Right. And that's what all of your teams are playing out-of-conference. But when you do play out-of-conference in another Power Five, you lose those games, and somehow we're still supposed to believe you're the best. Based on what exactly? Based on that this is the way it is. is. You're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. But it doesn't matter when it's the Southeastern Conference because they do have Greg Sankey pounding the table, and they do have Nick Saban, and it almost worked last year when a two-loss Alabama had the world convinced that they were one of the four best teams, right? Let, let me quote Travis Scott. ACC Network, pick up the phone, baby. Give me a call, because y'all need a Paul Feinbaum. You need somebody that's going to go beat the totally. table for you. you need, I'm that guy. And it's okay? not just the SEC Network. Where does Paul Feinbaum uh, basically apply uh, his wares every single day? Yes, He's on with Greenberg. Yeah. Yeah. He's on with Greeny in the morning. I, yeah. By the way, Greeny had the best take. College football became figure skating yes. with uh, yes. with what they did. They became figure skating because it, now it just became it just became random 
random judging. I enjoy Christy Yamaguchi a lot more than I enjoy seeing the uh, Alabama uniforms. They ain't changed in 90 years. I mean, that's that's just a disappointment. I know, I know Mr. Christy Yamaguchi. Really? I'm very good friends with Mr. Christy Lucky Yamaguchi. Man. Lucky there man. you go. Uh, Candace Cooper, you are a college athlete. Yeah. She, she she sounds the, like depressed that I bring Jim, that up. I think Jim Phillips just got me off the line. That's why I'm just <laughs> no. <laughs> so bad. I want you to put yourself. For all I know, Kenton, you were also a college athlete, but I know played Kenton, at NC State. Yeah, uh, I played football at NC State. I was in Doran's first recruiting class. Mm-hmm. Why don't I know this? It's all right. It's bad on my part. How do I not know this? <laughs> so, but I want, but I'm going to ask this question of Candace first. Put yourself in the position of every single football player for Florida State. That went thirteen and zero. How how does that work? Yeah, it's pretty sickening, right? Because you're taught that like all you're supposed to do is achieve, 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 and work hard towards the goal. You achieve that goal, you do the thing that you know, winning. You undefeated. You meet you meet the mark, and then you're told, yeah, actually no. So they've met the corporate world a little bit earlier than they thought they would ever have to. Where as good as you are, as hard as you work, it still doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get the gold prize and really unfortunate and hard lesson to learn so quickly but i guess in this nil world that we live in now you're learning the um, you know negative side of business where it doesn't necessarily always matter how good you do or how hard you work you don't necessarily always get rewarded for that that's very good i mean it's true i didn't i had i'd not put it in a business standpoint but it is true all right kenton i didn't my bad for not knowing you uh you were recruited by doran um as a player like if you're Jared Verse, if you're um, uh, Keon Coleman, if you're that whoever that monster number fifty five is for Florida State, I mean, I, Mr. Braden. Oh my yeah. gosh, is he good? Yeah. First of all, why would you play? I don't. I don't think they'll play. I don't think those guys will play in the Orange Bowl. But why would you? Why wouldn't the team just go? You know what? Nah. I'm gonna tell you this. If Florida State wants to pull the ultimate power move because Florida State keeps talking about they have the money to leave the ACC. No well, they don't, but that's it. fine. But if, they, if you wanted to pretend, <laughs> right? right? They, if you want to nobody do does. Of, if you want to do a little bit of peacocking and say, oh, we right. don't need the money, I would, as a, as a university, say, nah, we're good. Get somebody else to do the ball game. Get right. somebody else to do it. And let me tell you, the reality is, you say, how would I feel if I was Jared Verse? Jared Verse said that he came back for one specific reason. He was projected as a first-rounder last year. Right. Why did he come back? to win a national championship. He didn't say, I came back to improve my draft stock. He didn't say, I came back because I wanted to work on my game and aspect X, Y, and Z. He said, I came back to win a national championship. If that's off the table, why would he play? Right. Why would he play? And so, with that being said, if I'm the other guys in that locker room, I'm feeling absolutely defeated and deflated and downtrodden because how else can you feel when you look up and you say, I've done everything. We've beaten yeah. two SEC teams. Right. The conference where it just means more. Away from home. Both of them away from home. Both of them away from home. Yeah. One of them in the swamp. The toughest yeah. of the toe. Oh, it gets no worse than here. Austin Stadium's good. <laughs> the big house is good. Nobody does it like the swamp does. Right. Well, you beat them. Oh, well, it, you didn't beat them by enough. With a second-string quarterback. It, you beat them with a second-string quarterback by more than Bama beat Auburn, who got beat by New Mexico State. In Jordan here the week before. They got drubbed by New Mexico State. Whooped the wheels off them boys. (laughs) The Aggies whooped the wheels off them Tigers. Uh, And yet and still, we hear, well, you know, Florida State just, the committee just, they they just weren't there. If I was those players, I would very seriously know the fix was in. This was not a situation where we had a fair and equal shot. Because even if you did play extremely well offensively against this team, right, let's just be honest. You judge Brock Glenn 
and that offense right. has said they won't be good. I'm sorry. Does Tate Rodemaker have a torn ACL, PCL, MCM, broke up back, something like that? No. <laughs> no. He had a concussion. The average concussion, you're cleared in 7 to 14 days, average being 10. Y'all thought he wasn't going to be cleared in 30 days? Yeah. You know, so if I was one of those players in that locker room, I would feel extremely downtrodden, especially, especially with my Heisman candidate quarterback, who should be going to New York, by the way, saying, I wish I broke my leg earlier so you knew this team was more than a quarterback. That was that was absolutely bone chilling to hear. I want to like actually we're we don't have time to get into the Manny Diaz thing. Uh, Just real quick. Did you do you like the hire, Kenton? You know, I don't think it was a terrible hire. I don't think it was a great hire. I think this was a time will reveal hire. Okay, time. Well, yeah. Uh, Candace, what, what do you feel about the uh, Mandy you, Diaz? If you can't beat your rival, why would you hire someone who also can't beat your rival? So I just felt like maybe maybe not. Maybe not Manny. You know, if you can't beat people down the street. But I mean, well, he was only can't. at Miami for three years. Yeah, but I'm saying Mac has his number. Yeah. Uh, well, he is a former oh, Mac assistant. He is a former Mac assistant, which, <laughs> I mean, listen. They should have beaten. They should have lost the Duke this time. They probably should have lost the Duke last you. year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ex- ex- uh, exactly. Candace Cooper, Kenton Gibbs. I appreciate both of you guys. Uh, the Locked On ACC podcast. Do you, does he make you laugh like this uh, on a regular basis? Um, I try not to laugh because then we'll never have a show. You know, right. I, I try to stay serious. She, hard, she so tells everybody, like "Don't entertain me. Don't encourage." Yeah, him. don't yeah. encourage him. Uh, good <laughs> stuff, both of you. I appreciate your time. Uh, that's Thank Kenton you, Gibbs. You can follow him on Twitter at TGIF underscore Kenton. Candace D. Cooper, because she is the professional of the outfit. Absolutely. Outstanding work. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com.